listening to Speaking with One Voice with Rodney Payne. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics you'd like discussed on the show, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. You can also search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Now, here's your host, Rodney Payne. Hello, and welcome to Speaking with One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. Thank you so much for joining me again this week on Speaking with One Voice, your podcast for leadership development, personal growth to help you to get to the next level each and every week. I want to pause just a moment and say thank you to some key people, um, some key brands that helped us bring Live to Lead to Oklahoma City. We were here, uh, and because we had great sponsors and great support, we had an amazing event. And so I want to give a shout out to Resupply for their sponsorship. I want to thank Divine Inspirations. I want to thank B&B Catering. I want to thank our host, Metro Tech, for again, a great event, and Bethlehem Star Baptist Church in Oklahoma City for your support of Live to Lead, the Oklahoma City version. Listen, if you'd like to hear more information about how we can bring that to your organization, we can do that. We had great speakers. We had Dr. Tim Elmore, Patrick Lencioni, of course, John Maxwell, Doris Kearns Goodwin, a presidential historian, and of course, Eric Thomas. Phenomenal. We can bring this event to you uh, at your specific location on site. Just reach out to us at RodneyRPayne.com or on social media at Rodney R. Payne. Let's hop into today's topic. Today's topic is set yourself up. Set yourself up. I guess we could have called it set yourself up for success, but I wanted to just talk about how do you do that? How does one set themselves up? Listen, we've gone through another year uh, pandemic is still among us. We still have, uh, it's become normalized, but it's still there. Um, we still have challenges in business. We have climbing interest rates. Our, our economy is, is challenged. Unemployment is still low. We've got plenty of jobs out there, but there's a lot going our shelf space to acquire the best talent, to uh, continue to keep our product relevant. There's things that we just need to do to make sure that we're winning in business. So how does one set themselves up for success? Well, the first thing you want to do is, is really what is your marker for success? I want to challenge you to define success without using things such as numbers or just business growth. But really, what does success look like for you beyond just the financial component? Uh, Why would I do that? Because obviously every for-profit business is in business to make money. Well, nonprofits are not necessarily in the business of making money, but they are raising money so that they can help support their cause and what they're looking for. So if we were to take money off the table, what would success look like to you? Uh, would it be a great work environment? Would it be the culture that you're looking for? Would it be satisfied clientele? These are things that we need to consider when measuring success. So it's not just about the money, but there's more involved. So for me, success is adhering to my guiding principles while reaching all of my goals, financial and otherwise. So I look at specifically, uh, I want to add value to people every day and not every transaction is going to be a financial one, but we can successfully add value to you. Those are some of my personal goals for my 
my personal brand. So I want to encourage you as we're in the fourth quarter of the year already, if you can believe that, and, and we're looking at year end coming, we're looking at, at holiday season among us. And before you know it, we'll be kicking off the 2023 campaign. As a matter of fact, some of you on a fiscal year, uh, model have literally just kicked off your new year. So when we think about how to set yourself up for success, I want to give you five uh, steps that you that you can employ to really set yourself up for success. And I want you to write these down. I'll try and repeat them a few times so that you catch them. But, but the first thing you'll do to set yourself up is you have to review. You have to take some time and take a look back. You've got to Look in the rearview mirror for your business over the past nine months, uh, over the past three quarters, and let's go back and look at things. What are we going to look at? Well, we want to look at the totality of the year. Are we better? Are we worse? We want to go back and do some real measurables and see how we're trending against our goal, obviously. We want to make sure of things of that nature. But but how about we go back and review our true successes and our true failures? The knowledge of a leader comes from the willingness to investigate and grow from both successes and failures. There's there's a key here that I want you as an entrepreneur, a leader, to get. You can learn from winning and losing, and you have to learn the benefit of both, and you have to learn how to win well and how to lose well. To win well means that I win, but I don't get arrogant. I don't get cocky. I don't become unbearable. I, I don't become braggadocious about my success, but I do celebrate success. I'm not saying we don't celebrate, but I want to keep my attitude and perspective correct when I'm winning. When I'm losing, I don't want to be discouraged, down, or defeated. I want to make every loss a lesson make every loss a lesson. So when I perform at a subpar level or have a bad encounter, I want to make sure that I pay full tuition for that uh, learning lesson, but I get the full learning lesson out of the loss. Uh, How you win and how you lose are are both things that uh, point to the character of a leader and the character of an organization. And so there's no such thing for me as winning at all cost. There are some things that are too expensive to put on the table to define my winning or my losing. So I want you to take a look back at your scorecard, look at your year, look at your successes, look at your failures, and do some documentation here. You're going to find some things that you can certainly improve upon as a result of your review. Uh, Step number two in setting yourself up for success is you have to take a moment to remind yourself. Remind yourself. What do you mean? Well, I mean remind yourself of your purpose. Remind yourself of your why. Why do you do this? You want to remind yourself uh, of of why you wake up and do this every day. And really, uh, as you grow and mature in your process, your why may tend to move just a little bit. And so you want to go back and remind yourself, uh, why did I do this? Because why you're doing it is going to be critical to your future success. What do I mean by that? Because if my why 
ever erodes, my energy also begins to erode. If my why relocates and I don't find it, I'll lose the passion to pursue what I'm doing. So that's why money is not a very good motivator because there comes a time when something is just not worth the money you may get from it. You'll figure that out. It's easy to say when you don't have money that that you know that you could never say that. But when, once you get a dollar or two, you get a couple of wins, you'll find that money can't buy everything. So you want to make sure that you remind yourself of why you do this and is your why intact. And, and I begin doing this every single day because my why has become much more narrowed and focused as I've continued to mature in my career and grow my business. There is a specific reason that I do what I do, and it is still relevant and it still keeps the passion burning. It still gets me up at 530 in the morning and still lets me end the day on empty but fully satisfied because I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. So step number one is to review. Review your year, your successes, and your failures. Step number two is to remind yourself. Remind yourself of your purpose. Remind yourself of your why and figure out if your why is still in the exact same place. And then you want to get more granular in the process. Step number three is now we want to go back and revisit our processes. Revisit our processes because we can begin to do things because it's comfortable, because it's familiar, because it's easy, because we've always done it this way. And we can miss out on process and systems and technological improvements because we don't review our processes. So at the very core, you want to just stop and say, listen, are my processes still working, first of all? So go back and, and peel back the curtain, so to speak. Take back the layers of the onion. Look at the inside of your business. Are your inner workings correct? Are you duplicating efforts? Are you using multiple systems? Are you paying for multiple products that are automation, but they do the same thing or they overlap and you're wasting money? Let's go back and take a look at in-depth on the inside of our processes just to make sure that they are effective. And then don't get caught up in being married to a process. Remember this, there are going to be processes and procedures that you use at the time you chose them. They fit your business. They fit your model, but as your model evolves, as your business grows, as your needs change, as the number of employees is different, you're going to need new systems and find there's a better, more efficient way to do that. The hard work of reviewing those processes, you have to be willing to do it. The reason many people are unwilling to look at processes that are just not broken is simply because it takes an, an, a significant amount of time equity to put into this process. It's a tedious process, but it will transform your business and keep you on the front end of productivity and efficiency. So go back, take a look, and see if your processes are working. You want to ask yourself questions like, are they relevant? Are they cost effective? Uh, do they help promote the culture we want to promote around here? Are we top heavy? Are we overpaying people because we're doing it in a, in a poor way? Do we have to keep the overhead of the brick and mortar? Can we go to a virtual process? Does this work for our industry? Are we doing the best thing to leverage every dollar, every opportunity coming to the door? So you really want to go back and revisit 
every process, not just your operational processes, but how about your client attraction processes? How are you acquiring clients? What is the cost per client to acquire one? Are you putting your dollars in the right place? Are your systems really working? I know that we get caught up in being perhaps listed in a directory. Well, go back and look at what you pay for the directory, and then let's talk about the one deal you got from the directory. You've been paying for this directory for five years. It's gotten you one deal, albeit a significant deal, and you say, well, it continues to pay for itself. At some point, you have a diminishing return because you're overspending on a resource that may not be the best. So I'm not saying you don't need to be in in a directory, but I'm saying revisit and see if this is the right directory. These are things that are going to keep your business relevant and you're going to make money by saving money. You're going to make money through efficiency and productivity and you just have to make sure that you're doing that. Revisit your investment in your team. Are you investing in your team's growth? Are you putting your team in the best position? Position to succeed? Are you giving them relevant content that will help them to grow? Or are you simply redoing the same thing you do? You know, a lot of times we invest heavily on the front end in the culture of our organization, but we don't invest in the ongoing uh, development and, and, and of our organization. So I want to make sure that you continue to look at what are you spending on your employees? What percentage of your overall salaries goes to development. See, the thing is, you are in a competitive space when it comes to talent. Right now, there are more available jobs than there are people. What that means is you get reduced talent when you, if you're not careful because the good talent has the best opportunities. So are you in the systems and processes that you have in place, are you acquiring the best talent And then are you retaining the best talent? Are you providing a culture of growth, an environment where people can grow within your organization and you can retain the best talent? Are you empowering leaders? Are you equipping leaders? Are you holding leaders accountable? These are all things you want to review so that you can stay ahead of where you're going and get to that next level in your business. So you're listening to Speaking With One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. self up. And we're looking at five steps to set yourself up for success. And so far, we've talked about step one, review. Review your year, your successes, and your failures. Number two, remind yourself. Remind yourself of your purpose and your why. Number three, revisit your processes. Are they working? Are they relevant? Are you doing the right thing? And step four is revise. When we talk about revising, there are many pieces of data that we have available to us. We've gone through the processes to figure out what works and what doesn't, but many of us are unwilling to pull the trigger and make the revision. I spoke about this moments ago. Time, the money, or the effort to redo it. But when you evaluate your processes and you come up with uh, revisions that are helpful, beneficial, and perhaps even necessary, you have to be willing to modify when necessary. There are a few things that get in the way of modification. One is a willingness to invest the time. It just takes time to roll out a new product, to launch a new product, to convert from one system to another. It's it's a headache. Nobody wants to do it. But when we fully vet this out, if we are be going, if we're going to become 
20% more efficient or 20% more productive, we have to really balance this out, particularly if the investment pays for itself in a reasonable amount of time. We have to be willing to modify. Another challenge is that we fall in love with our original idea and we become sentimentally attached. We're emotionally attached to an idea because this is what we use when we first started and it's always worked. Listen, I appreciate that. In that particular season of your business, it was, yes, a wonderful thing for you. However, you have grown. Your vision is bigger. Your impact is larger. Your audience is larger. Your client base is more diverse. And so you have to be willing to modify your baby. In some cases, you're going to have to move on from your baby, get you a, a, a plaque, get you a statue, get you a trophy to honor that system and how you started it and who started with you. But if it's necessary for your business to grow, you've got to be willing to move on from it. It's okay to modify. It's okay that, that it was the best way then, but it's no longer the best way. So are you willing to change it? It's one thing to identify it. It's another thing to change it. Many of us have a team members who have been in the same role forever, and they're, they're, the role is not necessary, but because of their committed uh, process to us, we keep them in the role. I'm not suggesting that you get rid of them, but if that role is no longer relevant, they've got to be willing to grow with the company and, and modify their roles and responsibilities. Because right now, there was a time when we had to have someone make a pot of coffee every day. We had to do that. But in this generation where we're generationally diverse and we're working with uh, baby busters to wires and zeers, uh, we prefer Keurig cups or K-cups or, or the machine coffee, or we prefer to go to one of the coffee houses and get coffee. We don't need a pot of coffee. And if that's your only job, we've got to modify your role. We've got to give you something to do that is going to be additive to us and help us. While the aroma of coffee used to get the day started and get us all going. and It's no longer the case. Most of us have picked up our favorite coffee on our way to the office. If, in fact, we even go to the office, uh, there may be three people in, in an office of a company that has 50 people. So so let's look at what you're doing. I, I know I'm oversimplifying the point of coffee, but it's really not about coffee. It's about old, stagnant, no longer necessary systems. Are we willing to modify them? That's going to be a differentiator in your bottom line. That's going to be a differentiator in your climate, in your environment. What are we doing to make sure that we do that? Perhaps we could not make coffee every day, but we could give our team a free cup of coffee once a week in appreciation and meet the coffee need, but go do something else. That's all I'm saying is, is make sure that you are willing to modify your systems and processes when necessary. And then finally, I want to go one step further with the revision process. I want to take you to now what I'm calling a reinvent process. Sometimes we need to just get a complete makeover in a given area. Sometimes we don't have the right people in the right roles. Our products are outdated. And, our, and, and so we've got people, we've got processes, and we've got product. And are we willing to reinvent ourselves? I think about the pandemic. So many businesses 
are no longer exist as a result of the pandemic. While other businesses, they literally changed what they were doing. They reinvented themselves for a season. I'm particularly thinking about factory environments because we had such a high demand for masks and a low supply of masks. Many manufacturing uh, operations, they, they, reinvented themselves and they became manufacturers of masks. That wasn't their core business. As a matter of fact, it wasn't a part of their business at all. But because of the climate, because of the change, because of the opportunity, the supply and the demand, because of the need to keep people working, they were willing to reinvent themselves and become something that they were not for a temporary uh, position and, and, and then go back to what they were doing as we re-enter. To do? Where do you need a makeover? Where do you need to reinvent yourself? If you're going to set yourself up for success, my friends, there are five things that you ought to do. One is review. Check it out. Go back and look at it. Remind yourself why you do it. Revisit your processes. Get an understanding of where you are in your assessment phase. Revise or modify what's necessary. And in some cases, let's just erase the board and start over. You have been listening to Speaking with One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. I am honored to get an opportunity to serve you each and every week. Listen, I've got a great opportunity for you. Live to Lead, the rebroadcast can happen at your organization in a private event just for you with customizable information just for you. Our speaker lineup is amazing. We've got John Maxwell. We've got Patrick Lencioni. We've got Dr. Tim Elmore. We've got Dr. Doris Kearns Goodwin. And of course, we've got the hype man himself, Dr. Eric Thomas. And so I'd love to talk to you about how we can bring that to your organization and utilize it in various ways. Uh, we've got some great new tools, the working genius. We've got uh, Dr. Tim Elmore, uh, a, a different kind or a new kind of diversity. And so I want you to reach out to me, rpain at onevoiceinc.org. Or you can check me out on social media at Rodney R. Payne on all of your major platforms. We've got Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Message me, and we'll be happy to get back with you to serve you. Listen, it's been great today. I want you to have a great day and a great week on purpose. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. Thank you for joining me. And until next time, let's keep growing together. Listening to Speaking with One Voice. Please remember to follow Rodney Payne on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rodney R. Payne. We'd love to hear from you and get your feedback, so please feel free to leave us comments. And if you would rate and subscribe to the podcast, we'd appreciate that as well. Don't forget to set up for notifications so you can get the latest updates and social media posts and get new podcasts when they're released. As always, use the hashtag speaking with one voice or simply SWO social media posts. On behalf of Rodney Payne, thanks again for listening to Speaking with One Voice.